Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Saranya Kerry, and today I have Frederick with me, who will be the guest for today. Frederick, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, so um, I'm excited that you're in this podcast because um, you have a, a kind of little bit different background, but still in research. So maybe tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, my name is Frederick Mbogwa. And I don't know which career to say, but currently I'm working in M&E field, but I'm statistician by profession. And yeah, I have few few years of experience, but not many, since sometimes you find yourself trying to figure out which career before you end up in one after many trials in several fields. But many in research, I've worked in research for so many years as field interviewer, as data analyst, and many. That's mm. it. Currently working with international organization, CABI, and I'm, I'm great to to be here. And thanks for the invite. Okay, um, you're welcome. So first of all, what is M and E? Is that monitoring and evaluation? Yes, I support M and E. Although the good thing with MNE, we have different areas where we have people working in quantitative, quantitative. So mainly I support in quantitative data analysis and field work survey design and supervision. That's my main role. Okay, and CABI in full is? It's Center for Biosciences International. Okay, all right. So, so maybe take us through your career path or how you got to where you are right now. Maybe I don't know from where you feel like it's it's okay to start from. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it's been a long journey, not really straight forward, not in a linear career path. Mm-hmm. Mainly started doing fieldwork, data collection. Mm-hmm. For various organizations, I've worked with APHRC, I've worked with KNBS, where I first started my internship back mm-hmm. in my last year of undergraduate. Then it has been several contracts on and off, but stably I came to work full-time in back in 2012 when I started my MSc. At University of Nairobi. That's why now I stabilized now through old data analyst and changed to monitoring and evaluation around six years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and still in monitoring and evaluation. But still basically doing more or less the same thing, data analyst. 
but now it's like just changing department to MNE, which is a bit broader than just working as data analyst. What did you do in your university? Undergraduate, undergraduate, I did mathematics at Kenyatta University, which was a bit mm-hmm. strange since even so many people, including my father, used to ask me, what are you mm-hmm. doing mathematics today? Mm-hmm. But the good thing, the combination, since I did pure applied in statistics, we used to call it triple math, then I found it's, it's a bit easier to have career in statistics than in any other field. Not necessarily because of anything since pure applied, it's more of academia field than the the statistics with which has more career opportunity than the rest of the three branches of mathematics. Then for my MSc I did biometry, which is applied statistics in in life sciences. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So why did you choose to do mathematics? Is this something that you had planned? Uh, it's it, it's it's out of it's out of the natural way you you love subjects, basically in primary school and high school. Mm-hmm. So my mathematics was the best subject. Although the good thing is the starting point I started since I think the units were not clear enough, so we had to do. A bit of physics. I did a bit of physics and another course that was called appropriate technology before now majoring from second year. Now third year I dropped everything now majored into mathematics completely. Mm. So the, the, in fact I think that the best thing is that blend of subjects it allowed me to have a bit of Understanding that is understanding that maybe not just maths that I can succeed in, it's just I can do even other areas and I can do it. And which is very helpful in this career since like when you're working with data, you normally work in so many fields. Agriculture, mm. which is my main area now. But even sometimes you do finance and you still work well with the scientists and the economists. In, in various departments. Mm. Yeah. So it was not all in vain. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not all in vain. Sometimes I, I, I like the way we started. Rather than maybe starting to do a certain course, then you don't have, you don't even understand other fields better. Mm. So you always have trouble working with and understanding. Sometimes, since the, f- the, the tricky part of this, you have to do much of literature review to understand. This feels better. Let's say you're working on value chain analysis, so you have to understand the marketing, the supply chain. Yeah, that's that was the best thing. That was what? That was the best thing since you have to understand other fields. Although the advantage I have also I try to to do a post post postgraduate certificate after I completed my my undergraduate, which was, which we, which I did it in Strathmore University. It was called Applied that Applied Research. Mm-hmm. It was collaboration between Strathmore University and then Stateman. I think now it's Ipso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in two, 2007. Yeah, that's, that was another 
additional certificate, I think it added part of my advantage when I came to job searching. Why did yeah, you and also skill. Uh, the reason was immediately after completing my undergraduate, it was a bit hard to find a place anywhere. Since the, the 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 problem is, I think the first interview I went mm-hmm. after I graduated, then the sad part was I remember the interview asked me, "We're looking for someone who is hands-on. You come tomorrow, you do, we give you data, you analyze, you, you give us results." Mm-hmm. So I looked at it and I said, "Oh, I don't have that." experience I've never touched. You, you only have theoretical background and mm. everything. So, and I was honest, I just said, no, I need some few weeks to have hands-on experience then I can work. I know I mm. can learn. Then I didn't get the job. So, But I learned a lesson. So I learned one thing is you have to learn too much of skills outside the academy. So mm. instead of that, then I, I think I went to look for now softwares which you never had hands-on experience on to start the SPSS, the, the data, and the R. So I had to learn by myself to use those softwares, which now was great since the next job search I could be able to to work on it at least a bit. Then luckily when I was doing field interview, I had a very good supervisor. He was called Dr. Jensia. He was the one now who guided me. He was a statistician by profession, but he was supervising now field work when I was working for HRC. Now that was the advantage I got. He could pierce the minute to guide me. It's how you you grow your career in statistics or any other field. And he was the main person who motivated me to pursue my MSc to have an advantage and come now to job searching. Mm, okay. So, um, when you're doing your coursework with mathematics, did you know, yeah. like at that time, did you know what you wanted to do after that? So how you wanted to, like where your skills can be applied? Luckily, no, since you're just green from high school, mm. you're passionate, you've got a name in mathematics, you want to do mm. university, you're called for BSc mathematics. Mm. And you, I had no idea. Although the the funny part we used to sometimes used to question, let's say, like when we were doing pure mathematics, which was a bit abstract. Mm. We asked the lecturer, "How can we apply some of this field of mathematics in the real world?" Right. Then the, the the funny part was we used to share some courses with computer science course mm. course. So, but then it it couldn't have the clear direction. I want to do this and become this at the end of the day. But then after that year, statistics tried to take shape. Now learning test of hypothesis, operation research, and quality control. Now you see a bit of industrial application of statistics. That's where now things started making sense. I think that's why I also ended up choosing statistics rather than there are two fields, which I couldn't have clear connection how I can be able to apply them. After, which other two fields? That's applied and pure mathematics. Oh, okay. Yes. That escaped me. Um, and, so, and, and the, the sad part, I was very strong in pure mathematics than even statistics. Ah. <laughs> yeah. 
but you looked for you saw the opportunities yes i saw the opportunities in statistics more than the pure mathematics mm. and luckily if if i would have joined my msc immediately after i did my undergraduate i would have chosen pure mathematics but the moment now you, you try to look for a job then you realize then i need to do a course which which is more marketable outside than and just academia world mm. as a lecturer wait so pure mathematics they don't go into industry they do they do they do have several applications since the pure mathematics if you look at most of the computer science they they need a bit of good foundation in pure mathematics that's where we have algorithm those kind of computer computer background coding work mainly based having good background in mathematics mm. yes don't you see that um I didn't hear it clearly, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm picking, I'm picking the typing, so I wanted you to finish typing. Yeah, sorry, uh, the, the, the laptop went off, so the screen went off, so that's why I was trying uh, to log typing. in. The password is, sorry. Okay, it's okay. Um, what was I asking? <laughs> I think you're asking something to do, do two things, something related yeah, to the plan, yeah. Yeah yeah the pure mathematics the the passion you had like the, you really liked it but don't you see that you applied it later kind of i don't know in the in the use of r and spss or they don't relate i don't know exactly i think i think that's one of the best area i can say i apply the mathematics background since i catch up now the coding like even let's say even when i'm using stata i like more the direct code syntax than the the usual graphic user interface of the software so i think it's still helpful lot then r it's pure command driven analysis so you still enjoy the crunching of the codes and memorizing everything to not to refer so it's still i think it still helps me a bit although not directly related to everything to do with now the use of software schools nowadays the software they're a bit easier and the language is they they are user friendly not the the abstract in mathematics Math- pure mathematics is too much abstract I would say that what do you mean it's too much abstract you you do things you don't even understand what you're doing like oh. for example let's say this this we used to joke these are unit called real analysis hmm. Then the introduction, the lecture of the professor came and said, today we are learning about open sets. Mm. And one of the features of an open set is a closed set, so you don't get it. How can an open set be closed? Then you spend like, the next one now proving an open set is closed. So, wow. And you just, you just have to be get, to absorb yourself now to that kind of thinking in terms of the logic it's it's more of logic flow and nothing if, if you get the logic flow doesn't matter if anything makes sense in the real world mm. yeah mm. It's, it's, it's 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 a beautiful feeling i still miss it at some point mm. i thought maybe at my actualization level maybe i'll still do i'm missing pure mathematics i don't know 
Hey, you're still passionate about it. You should go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's at one point I think maybe since you find it's it's an interesting field. It's it's a rare one of the things that used to attract me more into pure mathematics is when you learn even the professor introduced and say this field we have very few people, maybe the last person here went to South Africa to lecture who was doing topology. There's a unit called topology. Mm. And you get fascinated by those facts and, and it and it to make my way into this academia world and uh, be special, sorry. It's the way the way you used to call it be special <laughs> in the field. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from now the normal the normal appearance that keeps people off from the way professors are, but generally it was a good field. Mm, okay, interesting. So um, now you're, you're out of school, you've tried looking for this job and you haven't gotten it because of, you know, lack of skills. So how did you um, get this other opportunity, the APHRC? I don't know how to say that. Uh, one thing, I just applied normally. I saw opportunity as a field interviewer, the first mm. Field work was, I think it was educational research mm. that was being carried out in the coastal region. Mm. And they needed some few people from Nairobi, apart from the big group they had from Mombasa. So that's how I joined. I went for an interview. And the, the advantage I had, I had done a bit of research assistant work when I was doing my Postgraduate certificate at Strathmore University. I think I worked mm. with one of the few lecturers when they were doing their, mm. their field work. So I had a bit of experience in data collection. That's how I ended up now trying to see if I can get some money to survive when I'm still looking for a job. Mm. And yeah. Okay. It's, so- it's a good field. It's a good field mm. to start with since mm. I've seen so many people, especially in the science field when they don't get their their respective job which after mm. graduating. Mm. Most of the people they make it through field work data collection, then you get network. Mm. And let's say you do field work data collection in let's say in agriculture in you you are working in field of agriculture. You tend to have now that's the opportunity now you network with people who still lead you now to various opportunities and even widening up your your perspective since when you're graduating and you're coming out of university, you don't have a clear vision what you exactly want to. But the moment you interact with these people who already have experience in the field, mm. the network the network is the key thing. So you get to even when you're applying at least you you have an upper advantage when you attend those interviews in terms of articulating clearly what you want to work and you want to achieve in the goals in mm. the career. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I've never been a field interviewer, so I'm, I'm assuming you ask questions. You go to, you meet people, ask questions, something like that. Yes. Field, field interview, it's, it's a field where I can say various skills are, are needed. First is communication skills. It's, you have to create a very good rapport with the respondent. Hmm. And also, you have to be very keen since sometimes you handle different people. You find someone who have bad perception. 
I don't have time, so you have to to is to to play cool and make them at least accept the interview since the the tricky part sometimes you have a target let's say you have a target of five interviews to complete and you don't have any chance of letting anyone refuse to answer any question the other mm-hmm. disadvantage is some questionnaires are very long because mm-hmm. i could even do a questionnaire like two plus hours i remember mm-hmm. with the same organization we we went for film work for three good continuous months mm-hmm. in Eldoret. It was still educational research. Mm-hmm. And we could interview, you start with House of the Hell, there's a questionnaire, there was spouse and the children in terms of their, their school performance. You also do literacy tests, some, ask some few questions on literacy, numeracy. So mm-hmm. it was long. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can find, and it's very hard since when scientists sit back and design questionnaires, mm-hmm. they have their their line of questions, but which in terms of the bulkiness, they are not friendly to, to, the, to, the, to the respondent. And having a background as a field interviewer, it's, mm-hmm. it's a plus for me now since when I'm designing questionnaires, I try to mm-hmm. make them more friendly, very short, yeah. precise. Mm-hmm. So at least I have background now. You put yourself in the shoes of the respondent. You find this farmer, they're busy, they have maybe some few things they want to work on, mm. and you want to spend the, the, the least amount of time and get exact, the minimum, or let's say, the required number of variables to work with for the, for the study. So it's, it's still an advantage having both backgrounds of the, the field interview and then having now this opportunity to sit down and design those questionnaires and mm. actually test them out in the field. Mm, interesting. But now, now this is mm. a bit easier than mm. the way we started since for, for a time we used to do paper questionnaire. Now it's a bit easier since everything is technology. It's technology, use tablet. Yeah. That's another area I work. I do the the coding of the ODK coding of all the fonts we work oh. with. Yes, that's now that's in fact my main job since we are we are we are, we are very few people who, who do the ODK coding. And it's interesting. It's interesting to, to to shift now from the paper questionnaire to the tablet. Although it still have its own challenges since you have to be very active when the film data collection is being implemented since some of the things changes and you have to quickly change the yes. form, upload it. Yeah. You even have to work off the, the normal eight to five times since you, you are supporting different people who are first there in different time zone. Then also they are continuously working on the field. So let's say like a case is reported at the end of the day when they have the briefing. So you have to work on it in the evening, then upload and they download the form in the morning before they go out in the field. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a continuous thing, I say. So it's not just the normal eight to five working schedule, but it's interesting. It's not interesting. Yeah. You live next to the airport. <laughs> no, why? 
I don't know. Is, is it a plane or a motorbike? Someone was passing there. It was very loud. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Since I think it's because I'm on earphones. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You can't. Ah, even me, I can't hear what's going on around me. You're the only yeah. one who can hear. Yeah, ah, I see. All right. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, it's okay. So, what what challenges or what what are the laws that you've experienced throughout your career path that you'd like to talk about? Uh, in terms of law, apart from now, the the bit of steep steep career joining now to stabilize now, saying now is my career. I'm working on this, having different challenges when trying to get the job, ideal job that we used to think we could do. Apart from that, then I'll say the other part was when I was doing my MSc, it was a bit challenging having a full-time job. Then since then I was working at Hildry. I was data analyst working with the I think gender, I can't remember exactly. It's, it's a bit 2013. Mm. I can't exactly remember. But now, working 8 to 4.30, then immediately you now switching to even classes. Mm. Yeah, it, it was not, it was not easy. But then after that, then the other laws was in terms of catching up with the, the software. So since most of the time you find like when I was graduating, I think I was strong in R, not quite good in Stata, but mm. had a few basic understanding of how to, since more or less all software, statistical software, they have a bit of common, commonality when it comes to operating them. So now you find now this organization that is in Stata and you, you like R, and then the scientists have to have the do files. The do files, they are all the code you use in your analysis. So when you're submitting your draft descriptive analysis, you have to submit now the, the do files to the scientist. Mainly when I was working at Little, that's the, was the, the way we used to work. So mm-hmm. when you're submitting now the work, you have to submit the do file. So since it's easier, since now someone can change some few things as they, they wish for their reports. Then you go to somewhere else, they prefer SPSS, so you have to switch back to SPSS. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit more, but now the good thing now is now I can work with, I think, most most of them. Yeah, so from someone who doesn't understand these uh, softwares, yeah, that you use for data analysis, right? Yeah. Yes. Stata spaces that you've been mentioning and R. R is a language. Uh, yes, it's a language and it's it's more of it's it's close to Python. Mm. But R it's it's a bit it's a bit friendly than the Python. Okay, that's my own perception. But then it have very nice graph user. I, I still go back to R when I want good graphic and visualization of the data I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But this data is more, it's, it's the most common. 
in most of the agricultural research since one of the advantages that it's not as expensive as species the commercial license for species species is common since most people can access the the unofficial licenses out there so that's why species is common but for state amortization use data it's, it's i find it's more friendly but then the other disadvantage with data doesn't have good good output when it's coming out to let's say you want to do tables it doesn't give you the output that you just copy and paste to word document mm-hmm. you have still to work on the, the the tables and the rest when you're doing the reports but in terms of analysis mm-hmm. it's quite friendly then although people have different preferences like mm-hmm. my boss prefers spaces so people mm-hmm. have different pre- preferences but they all work the same They have a bit of difference since I think SPSS is more to do with socio-economic analysis and STETA is more more strong in, let me say, agriculture and other sciences. So since it can handle more and when it's, it's working faster than SPSS, that's my opinion. I can't tell exactly much of the difference since I'm not much into too much into spaces since even if someone wants me to use a species I still run to set up do everything and yes and then learn how to do it in a species then give that but so I think I'm more comfortable okay. with two than a species. Okay. Yeah. Um so did do you want to talk about what you did for your MSc? Like yeah. The, what you worked on yes okay. yes i can talk about it since i did i did anything biometry although there's no clear line between social statistics and biometry and even i, I usually even joke say i'm half big tactical scientist since like the whole of first year we shared most of the courses with social statistics and actuarial master student Mm-hmm. and now biometry it's it's a bit the different now comes in when you we were doing now the second year since some of the the units the courses we did let's say like clinical trials design and analysis of the experiment that's now they were unique especially now for biometry students only i think that's much of the difference since now for social statistics they did more econometrics this kind of field which is which are more to do with applied statistics in 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 social sciences rather than in life sciences mm. then for for my project i did i did apply you now much of the work that we did since i did something we call principal component analysis and cluster analysis for it was a project that was being carried out in Senegal so I worked with longitudinal data there were six stage data collection for dairy farmers in Senegal so the first thing that the scientists wanted they wanted first to classify these farmers into various things to understand more of the the characteristic of the farmers before the now 
try to work with them. It was a project that was being implemented. So I worked on that. The, the advantage I had when I was doing my final year, mm-hmm. luckily I was awarded graduate fellowship at Eldry, where mm-hmm. now it was now pure six months working on my project and it was it was now at least it's it gave give me an advantage of concentrating more on the project finishing on time mm-hmm. and also having now since now when you sit and you're working only on your project and your project you know this the output of my work is expected to be part of big project work so I had to now do a good job rather than just write a project for presentation to the professors and run away with my certificate. So I think that was the advantage I had. Mm-hmm. Since now with that work, then I was able to work closely with my supervisor, who was still the team leader for that project. Mm-hmm. So I got much of guidance on do this, do this, drop this. But the problem we have when you have two supervisors, the invite the supervisors and now the job supervisors. There's too much of conflict since the supervisor wants you to do more the mathematical things of the let's say principal component which I did. Mm. But the supervisor wants you now to apply and have more analytical mind and you put everything on your project. So it's, it was a big, in fact, I even had to drop my supervisor last minute. He couldn't agree with some of the few things. And I was already, I had already completed my report and then he said, no, you have to repeat this. And mm-hmm. the, the other supervisor had, had given a go ahead. So I mm-hmm. even had to go to the chairman and say, no, this is the work. So he had to, I had to leave my project with him for a while. Then he just said, no, I think it's it's good work, you can present it. Mm-hmm. Then when I went back to him and said, the chairman, I said, then he just said, no, I can't supervise you, just look for another supervisor. Wow. So uh, at the end, of the, but the good thing, he had, um, let me say, a desk they were sharing office with another doctorate. Mm-hmm. Then the other, the, other, the other lecturer just listened to then he looked at me, then he said, then he, he had him giving me an appointment just for, it's like, just go away, come on this day. But it's like he knew he was not in that day. Mm-hmm. So when I came, I think maybe we are, we are going to have a consensus, then we move ahead since presentation was one way to mm-hmm. that day. So then mm-hmm. this lecture just looked at me, he says, are you the same person who came since when I went? Then I asked, is Dr. Swenson around? Mm. He said, no, he doesn't even come today. And I said, he gave me an appointment of this day. Mm. Yeah, I remember he gave me, just sit. Just, mm. just, just, just sit. Then mm. we sat, then he asked me, what's the issue? Then he just said, I'm not sure since he wasn't clear why he was just trying to drop off. Mm. The whole, but he was still insisting. Mm. So since I said, do I have to look for another Supervisor, no, I said, no, you have to work the way I'm telling you to do this. Then I said, then the best thing is, mm. you have this document, then give me your feedback, then I can share with the other supervisor, then we can, we can have a harmonized 
draft report, then we can give you back the 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 project work, having mm-hmm. amendment as per your requirement. But he didn't want to do that, so this this guy said, no, just give me a soft copy of the work, send me to this email. Oh, now this other guy. The, the no. new one, yeah, the, the new guy. So I just sent him immediately after. In fact, I went to Cybercafe, I would say, mm. at Chiromo campus. Then I sent him immediately since I didn't want him to change mind, since I wanted to, mm. to be Finish. on the same group. Yeah. So then when he went back, he had read and he had done a few comments. Then he said, just just go ahead, do the correction and come on presentation day. Mm-hmm. So I went and I added his name on the list of supervisors. Then like funny the, the other the other lecturer was still around for presentation. Mm-hmm. So when he saw me I think he just wondered what is this guy doing here? Mm-hmm. Then I was told since you have now to identify the supervisor. I didn't identify, I just identified this other one. So that's how I went through Provision, then it was clear. Go ahead, mm. do some correction as part of the comments, then go and print and take to the library. When I had that comment, then I said, I'm wow. done with this. Yeah, hey, I so still wish he was a bit open why mm. he wasn't. Although, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's I can work with assumptions. Why, since mm. it started even before I did my. If in fact before I even started working on the project, since there is this, oh, sorry to say this, there's this wrong assumption when someone is under let's say scholarship to do a project, mm. they think this money you are being paid a stipend is mm. is money to be shared between you and the lecturer. Uh. I think that's the the wrong perception they get. Mm. So since the the sad part you have to take now the contract to even to the university supervisor to sign. Mm. And there is clear you're earning this US dollars mm. a month. I think they read that amount and say, ah, there's my share here. So mm. we don't act like you want to share that amount. I think that's where the trouble starts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you've made me understand some things that I'm also currently going through. Anyway, uh, that's that's crazy. So, mm-hmm. so now I, I I finished. I finished my work. Then my graduate fellowship had ended at Ilri, so I was still looking for another job. So what mm-hmm. I did. I had done a bit of consultancy for another organization mm. where I think one of the sad parts we have, there's so many people who pretend they can do, let's say, data analysis, but then this guy was given, it was a baseline survey for a project that was starting, consultancy work. The guy has, has given a, a lower course, so I think he got the job. So then, this this organization was a bit stranded. Mm. Is this data from the field? The guy has vanished. Mm. And they have other questionnaire. They can't do anything. So they got mm. someone who referred now me to them. So I went and got the consultancy. Mm. I did the work quickly since I wanted to do work quickly. Then I can go back and finish my project and mm. the correction. Then 
print and take to the library. Mm. Then I got a job offer from from them. Luckily, they wanted uh, an MNE person, monitoring and evaluation person. Mm. So then, even the the program manager asked me if if you have if you are interested, you can still apply this this application on Friday newspaper. So I just look at that and say, okay, I think since it was still new for me, since I didn't know, I could now switch from data analysis to monitoring. I thought monitoring evaluation, I just need to go back to school, mm. get another certificate, you know what I mean, which I never did. So just mm. switch to, even most of the M&E technique, we had to have in-house training. Mm. Since one of the things now, I think they could compromise, they could just say, this guy is more strong in data analysis, report writing, and everything, survey design. So I think the rest of the few things to do with now doing the, the log frame and those kind of technical, I mean, I think they just compromise. This guy can learn. He has some idea, so he can learn. So I got the job four days, four days to my final submission of the work that I was mm. supposed to do. I managed to do it, but then I couldn't manage to clear campus. That was in 2014. For one reason, mm. the program manager asked me, Fred, you are looking for a job, you got it, you mm. finished your coursework, mm. which is more of a priority. Do you need to graduate or do you need to work? So then mm. he said, just said both since I needed to know the best answer. Then this program manager said, you have to go out to the field. So they sent me out to the field the mm. week I was supposed to do my clearance. Then I said, okay, it's, it's not even a big deal. I just mm. said, I'll postpone. So I couldn't be able to manage to do my clearance and be on the graduation list. Yes. So it's, mm. yeah, just postponed and just said, I'll have to do it next time. So then I realized even when it's come to the next year, mm. it's still a big issue. Then I had to you know, say, no, after graduate, I can't either I resign or I graduate. So that's how I managed to have a bit of. Then the luckily thing I had some you know, days I can, I can just, these my days I take off. Mm. I take my days off. Then I hadn't accumulated any leave, so I couldn't say I'm going on leave. Mm. to do my clearance at the university. Mm. Yeah, and I completed. I graduated. I completed. That was my job. I stayed there for a good time, four years. Mm. Before now, I joined Kabi. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 